0: Ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Range is hot. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gun Racks and in Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah, upper folks. Call me Joey. And with me, we have one
0: Drew Poplin.
1: Drew Poplin. And actually, we have one more person, but we're going to get into that in a minute, as you guys probably know, we just got through one of the busiest seasons of the firearms industry year. Uh, It's very short, but it is all about SHOT Show, which generally takes place, uh, pretty much always, I think, takes place in Las Vegas. And uh, companies take opportunities to roll out new ammunition, firearms, accessories. Uh, all sorts of fun stuff uh, out there. And uh, the director of marketing here at SDI, Steve Ross, was able to go out and check it out. So we brought him with us to uh, talk a little bit about that. But before we do that, we have some Drew's clues to, to get through. So Drew, what do we got today?
0: All right. So last week's answer was the 275 Rigby. Now this week, this double barrel shotgun was famous for being Teddy Roosevelt's favorite shotgun. Roosevelt used the shotgun on his well-documented 1909 African safari, and he told his friends it was the finest and most beautiful gun he'd seen. The shotgun features intricate scroll work, oak leaves, and a gold inlay hunting dog on each side of the frame. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice little touch. By the way, thank you to panhandleplanes.org for uh, this week's clues. Just made it a little bit easier this week. Uh, But if you think you know the answer to this week's Drew's Clues, please, we encourage you to write into us. Send us an email or just comment when we post this on YouTube. You can send an email to marketing at sdi.edu. Just put it in the subject head, Drew's Clues answer, so we know what you're talking about. Yeah, and always good. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a little weird if someone just was like, you you get a random email that just says, you know, so-and-so firearm, nothing else. Why
1: don't you leave me alone?
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, write in with your answer. And if you're right, we'll send you some swag.
1: Yes, we sure will. Now, before we get into shot show, uh, we wanted to take a moment as we always do to talk about SDI itself. So Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they will need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission, also known as DEAC. Currently, uh, SDI offers two programs in firearms technology, the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology, that's the ASFT, and the Certificate in Firearms Technology Gunsmithing, that is the CFTG. Uh, We also have a School of Unmanned Technology that you guys are welcome to check out as well. If you are interested in taking your knowledge of Firearms Technology to the next level, hop on to sdi.edu for more. Now, let's talk a little bit about SHOT Show this year. First, let's, let's welcome Steve back onto the podcast. Welcome, Steve. It's been a minute.
0: Hey, guys. How's it going? Great to be back. Glad to have you back. For those of you that don't know, Steve was on our SHOT Show recap episode last year. If you want to check that out, be sure to head over to Podbean, and you can get the know on last year's shot show if you so desire. Steve, thank you so much for taking your time to uh, hop onto our little podcast. I saw a video on—I want to say it was Instagram. It was like an overhead shot of one of the halls filled with people piling in, and for me, one I didn't realize that it was just so so packed until you see, like, the footage and these pictures of the event. We know that last year's show was a bit different because, it, you know, you're coming out of the post-COVID everything. How would you say size-wise it compares to to this year's event?
2: SHOT Show this year definitely felt like a return to normal. Like I said, yeah, last year was kind of nice if you don't like crowds, and it really brought out the people that really were there just to do business. It kind of, the tire kickers didn't show up last year. Not to say they, they they weren't there this year. They were definitely there, but there was also people there that were just ready to get back to it. Crowds were back. Uh, you know, SHOT Show last year, I think it was, introduced uh, an additional hall to the to the whole show itself. So that the show, it's just the the floor plan is even bigger than it was two years ago. Um, there's the, the main level where kind of all the, the really big gorillas in the room are going to be have their booths. And the, the big major companies, your, your Glocks, your your Remington's, uh, Beretta's there, all those major companies. The downstairs portion is kind of where, where our booth is and also where I like to walk around. It's more the small to medium-sized businesses. And sometimes it's easier to talk to those folks. They're more happy to let you come into their booth and show you their products um then in in their new hall our medium to large size companies a little bit different of a feel compared to the venetian center feels more laid back easy to talk to easy to look at products over there we ran into companies like um real avid um our friends over at cirrus that do our gun mats um so really cool products all around but man we're there for four or five days I mean, If you wanted to walk that show from end to end, I don't think you could do it. And especially if you wanted to stop and talk and look at stuff, there's just so many new things there. If people have the opportunity, definitely look into going.
0: For sure. I feel like you need a hoverboard to be able to cover everything, you know, and especially like, you know, some people I know are only able to go for like a day or two. So like trying to get as much as you can with an event that size, you're definitely definitely going to need a little help.
2: Definitely show up with, like, your list of must-hits uh, mm-hmm. before you start the show.
1: Were you there the whole time? Like, all the whole uh, run of so, show?
2: so this year, SDI, we had six people attend the show. Oh, uh, wow. Christian, our event coordinator. And then this year, we brought a dedicated cameraman to uh, get content there. Nice. Uh,
1: Very nice.
2: They arrived early. Then also, Brian from our, our training center side of things, he was there on Monday, where Monday, our shot show hosts a uh, range day, so all the new toys that companies bring to shot show, you go out there to the range and and test them out. That's also the day we everyone kind of sets up their booth. Most everyone else arrived Monday night. Show starts on Tuesday morning and goes until Friday afternoon. Where we we pretty much the whole crew all stay till
0: Friday afternoon. Yeah, nice. And what night was the uh, was the grad event?
2: Yes, I mean, it was awesome this year. So Thursday night was our grad event. And this year we co-hosted it with one of our marketing partners that we do a lot of our work with different done YouTubers. It was at a place called The Nerd, which was a kind of a, a, of a strange bar, more of like exactly what it is, like Nerd Bar, but it had like cool movie props all along it. Games had bowling alley right inside of the bar. Nice. Um,
1: very, very nice.
2: We had... Different gun channels there, guns and gadgets. Brandon Herrera was there, the VSO gun channel. There was, uh, of course, I don't know how we got looped up with him, but now SDI is like best friends with Chuck Liddell. So he's always hanging out with us. Um, He just stops by by our booth, like, oh yeah, hey, Chuck, what's going on? Yeah. And then we, we, you know, the cool thing about that grad event, we get to meet grads and the grads also get to meet those guys, but plus they get to meet industry partners that we invite to the show as well whether it's like new partners that we're talking to now from like 2A Commerce that help build websites and credit card processing for gun companies or gun e-commerce to big established brands, you know, whether it's Palmetto State Armory or whoever, they kind of get to meet those people and get those introductions if they're getting their start. But one of the really cool things I felt about this grad event this year, um, not only were they grads, but like, oh, they were grads and they were representing companies in the industry already. We met one guy there. His name That's was awesome he was with the black rain ordinance and it's one of the best parts about meeting grads at these shows is one i've seen like them, hey they went they, they may they, they may have started in the gun industry or just you know, looking to find a way in but hearing the stories like yeah you know I, I was the stock boy at this company and then uh, i was able to go to school with sdi and i learned this and this um and now now i'm one of their top gunsmiths hearing those stories from grads is is awesome to hear and like I said. Tyler from uh black Rain ordinance was one of those guys and he was showing us some builds and we'll have a video with him out on our, uh, on our social and probably our YouTube channel of what he was, what he's been working on for them. But at the show itself, this year felt totally different of running into students uh, that were currently working in the industry, had plans to start their own shops, get their FFL, or were working for other big manufacturers and, uh, having a role uh, as a gunsmith, or in their sales, or in their engineering, um, in their video content, like, and they they all just like yeah, like SDI's program really helped me figure out uh, what this part was, and I was able to talk the talk and take what I've learned and apply it to what I'm doing now.
0: For sure, and if you're trying to connect with people, you know you could do it at worse places than Vegas.
2: Yeah, go to, go to SHOT Show during the day and then uh, go to the what the, everyone calls the Circle Bar at night. And uh, that's that's where you can meet some more folks if that's up to your
0: taste. So, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, sort of the size difference and, you know, this year SHOT Show kind of feeling like a return to normalcy. As far as things that, you know, different companies announced, like some of their new products and stuff, would you say, you know, that sort of lined up with that? Or I guess what were your thoughts on some of the... uh some of the new releases
2: in the short amount of time that I got to walk around the show, there was a few standouts to me accessory wise, or just, you know, gun accessory products. I really liked Magpul's new case system. I think they call it the DACA system. It's an adjustable kind of, you can reform the way your, your uh, Pelican case is laid out. It doesn't, it's not foam anymore. It's these like pop-ins. So if you want to have your rifle in there, uh, you want to have some mags, some ammo if you want to go to the range with it. Your binoculars. if you want to store uh, uh, anything in there, you can readjust this and reassemble it almost like a, a uh, what's what's the one game plus he's playing Game Boy with uh, the, the following parts. It's good. Tetris. Line, right? Tetris. Yeah. So it's like Tetris style pieces inside of a, of your gun case that you can move around and uh, snug things together. Um, that one was pretty cool looking um they magpul also did a partnership i can't remember with who with like a a collapsible open up pistol sure you can google and find it uh but i think the biggest talk of like our group of like interesting new product was something from bond arms it's their tactical lever action i Um, saw
1: photos of that
2: so on the top it accepts a standard ar-15 upper receiver uh, that can work with anything from two, two, three up up to like fifty Beowulf. But the cool thing is, different upper receivers. Then the lower receiver is also very interesting. It has a, a regular push safety, push button safety, similar to what you find on like a lever gun. But it has a mag release because, of course, everyone needs a lever action with a mag on it, right? Got to do um, it. Yeah. There, it's it's and it's cool because it's like where the regular AR mag release button would be but it's right next to you know the shooter's index finger on your lever action and it works with a, a standard capacity 30 round pmag you know um yeah. it just looks like a very modern tactical lever action I think that was kind of the, the talk of the of our little group there and it was it was getting a lot of attention.
0: Yeah, I've heard a lot of things on social media. Like it feels like a lot of different companies are starting to do like these tactical lever actions that seems to kind of be in lately. They look
2: cool. And like, more, like more, yeah, you feel like a cowboy when you shoot a lever action. And uh, I'm sure there's probably something there that makes, you know, different state compliance uh, makes it attractive there as well. For sure. I didn't
1: anticipate that. Yeah. Being a selling point down the road for sure.
0: I mean, let's be honest. It's it's really about the cowboy aesthetic.
1: I mean, people have been putting that tactical lever action vibe for ages, but mostly that just meant sticking some Picatinny and some uh, plastic stocks on there instead of wood.
2: Yeah. It's like, interesting yeah, to
1: see I, them actually put some, you know, put some sweat equity into the idea, make it something special.
2: I, I, I know for ages, like, you know, I, I go to Midwest industries, for example, like they make some really cool accessories that you can do that with your your lever actions.
0: So you're going to actually, this isn't your final show for the year. It's just getting started for you. Actually, you're going to be a great American here in a couple of weeks, right?
2: Yeah. Shot show last week, everyone gets to come home, take the week off recuperate. And I mean, like, luckily, like none of us really got sick. I think Christian is the only one that got sick and maybe Rick. But yet, then, we, then we next week, we all leave for Great American Outdoor Show, an, an NRA event in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is like a two-week-long show. Um, yeah, Great American's fun. Fun. It's open to the public, and there's like something there for everybody. If you want to go look at new guns, awesome. You can do it. If you want to look at archery equipment, you can do it. If you want to go book a hunt for anywhere in the world – they have a own this own hall just for like hunting outfitters that is like the size of a super walmart filled with hunting and ranch outfitters yeah um, you can buy a boat there and then uh, a lot of a lot of food vendors there like you, you, you got to be careful how much you eat at those shows
0: well it's going to be especially uh, difficult to avoid that because of uh it's supposed to be pretty bad weather i think that uh, sounds about right for them
2: Every year, I feel like this show has bad weather the first week. Last year, it was really hard. Flights were getting canceled like crazy because of snow and ice, which makes you scramble when it comes time to get people arriving and setting up for uh, the show itself. I think, yeah, the first week, it's like 30-something degrees is the high, which for some people may seem okay. But uh, as someone from Florida,
0: I'm like, uh, no way. (laughs) I feel you there i feel you there i know the um
1: on my little weather app i still have Inglis, florida from the shoot from like a year uh, and yeah. a little bit ago i just forgot to take it off and i'll go and check my weather and scroll to the right and i'm like golly it's always about 25 degrees warmer there than it is anywhere else it's not not fair the drew aren't you going there too
0: yeah yeah and other than the gathering this is going to be the uh, first gun show that i've gotten to go to very so nice. very we're, very excited
1: wear comfy shoes i've learned that the hard way
0: what kind of shoes were you wearing last year i just wore
1: like you know shoes you would wear at work kind of workplace casual vibes and uh and then i was clocking in like eight and a half miles a day for three days and those don't go well together
0: i don't know why i thought you i thought you said something about wearing like doc mart martin's like, i can not remember
1: remember It was some maybe like boat shoes, Sperry's kind of thing. Uh, Something that was not did not work right for for that kind of vibe. So you heard there was gonna be be speakers there.
0: So you're you know, yeah you're just dressing for the role.
2: Talking about shoes at Shot Show, one of the guys in our group, I won't name names because he'll know who he is as soon as I, I start talking about this. He wore sandals the entire shot show. And that's the only pair of shoes that he brought to the show. Like and like, no. he, he was he was the one going around filming for us. So he probably walked more than anybody. But man, leather, uh, like you know, leather flip flops the entire show. That I sounds incredibly painful. did. Yeah,
1: I love walking around in flip flops, but I feel like the, the little space between my toes would just be gone, just be bone.
2: Yeah, if you, if you wanted to see toes all week. You,
0: you Had the opportunity
2: with
1: him, you know. I, I rarely do, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and Quentin Tarantino's at the show next year. <laughs>
1: oh, no,
0: no, no, I'm gonna have to give him a hard time about that. Uh, next time we have a meeting, poor guy. I, I so he did that for the whole show, not like not the first day, and I was like, oh, that's a bad idea.
2: Yeah, and it's like you know those stories like like a rule was made because someone broke a rule or like is the is the reason there's a rule created like yeah yeah like okay now we have to have a dress code for SHOT show. Uh, <laughs> yeah thanks a lot, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: we the, the theater group you and I met in, they had to the institute a, a uh closed toe shoe policy because I kept wearing flip flops and I stepped on a snake once. Wait, hold on. Um uh, you guys are not going to drop the name, but I will because I technically don't work with him anymore. Did Dave walk around that frigging shot show for a week it, in flip flops?
2: It wasn't Dave. No, it wasn't. <laughs>
1: Dave. You brought an individual, independent cameraman who's not Jimmy Vegas. There's very few options
2: left. It's it's one of the camera people from our curriculum department.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm left with more questions than answers, but.
0: I will ruminate on this. Yeah, I, I can tell you that once we go off air.
1: Uh, okay.
0: But okay. is it
2: someone that I know? Yes. Okay. It's Brandon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was Brandon. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay.
0: No, when you first said it though, I totally thought uh it was gonna be Christian. I'm like, I mean it seems like a Jimmy Vegas power move, but no, no.
2: Jimmy Vegas would never be caught. He's got it down
1: to a, like a March of the Penguins like ritual.
2: Christian is a very well-dressed individual um and and he's a a a sneaker head. like if if he's really cool it's like a very nice expensive pair of nikes or something
0: i don't know if i'd want to wear my nice shoes to a show like that like we we always look at
2: jimmy vegas life yeah Yeah. that is true (laughs) he i feel like it's it's like you you got like Okay, there's military boots, there's like hiking boots, there's sure. a guy in the n- nice fancy leather shoes, there's Jimmy Vegas and his $400, you know, his Nikes, uh, yeah. and then there's some toes. And then
1: flippity-floppy. Flippity-floppy. Yeah. <laughs> Golly, that's hilarious.
0: Well, what was, the, um, uh, what was the over-under on how many badges were stolen this year? Or uh, not stolen.
1: But- oh my gosh, I forgot about that.
0: Are stolen badges?
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, people yeah, but people come and
1: collect patches. Jack about fourteen patches.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of patches, a lot of stickers. But at the same time, I think this year it was a little bit different. I almost felt like people were weren't just grabbing stickers and patches just because they were free, but almost because like they wanted the SDI sticker. They've nice. seen they seen like our 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 uh, content we're doing with like Duran Thumb, like. Hey, like, man, SDI. I know this logo. Yeah, I know this logo. Like, are we becoming the cool guy brand? Like, um, like they, they were wanting to grab them, and like, oh yeah, hey, my 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 gunsmith back at the store that didn't make it to the show wanted me to come grab these.
0: Nice. Um, that might be
2: the best. Bit so the I, either we're
1: getting better known, or the lies are becoming more elaborate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had a, uh, I had a friend at a wedding I was at last weekend. Compare. SDI to the raid shadows legends of the uh, of the gun tube community. Have, you cannot escape us.
2: I have heard that once or twice before. Yeah, <laughs> I will say in our in our defense. Okay, I mean as a school, you know, we 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 want to stay in our education kind of wheelhouse. We can't say too much outside of that. We don't want to get political. We don't want to get in those arguments. I don't want to be in that place. But like, I don't have a problem. Like this is kind of our way of being. Uh, of the industry, not just in the industry, kind of thing. Like, yeah. I, want support, I want to support these channels. So, if you think about it that way, like, man, with us sponsoring and working with Graham Thumb and Brandon Herrera and all the other guys, like, man, and E, like Langley Outdoors, Guns and Gadgets, um, all these guys that like, provide an awesome service, whether it's entertainment for one, or keeping us up to date on the, the, the gun grabs and politics, man, like, I'm glad that we get to support them to get that message out.
1: Me too. And I mean, honestly, it's kind of a compliment being uh, that just means that the the advertising campaigns are effective. So I won't. uh, Anytime I hear that, I'm like, yeah, all right. The other one I heard was Manscaped, which is equally funny. I don't know what other big entities like. I don't know what the next tier is. Is that the peak or do we have to be compared to like an audible to be like we made it? In terms I of feel, buying, I feel like out. once
0: we start seeing an influx of me SDI memes like about SDI, yeah, I think that's when we'll know that we made it.
2: I think we made it when we have an SDI Super Bowl commercial.
1: I like that.
2: Um,
0: I kind of want to workshop this out right now.
1: Like, this will be about three times our annual marketing budget. We'll pick up about thirty seconds, and we'll be on the news forever. That'd be kind of
0: awesome. I could see one starring Jimmy Vegas, like yeah. especially, like especially if the Super Bowl takes place in Las Vegas, with you know they have that new stadium there for the Raiders. That's true. You do a whole play on that. It's like, hey, I'm G- Jimmy Vegas in Vegas for this year's Super Bowl. I just want to talk to you about SDI for real <laughs> quick. Yeah, we'll pull out all the stops. Maybe we'll call some favors in on some gun tubers. Yeah, um, yes. But a question: Did anyone? Mention the gun rack podcast at Shot Show. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean,
2: I think we had several people actually stop by and say that they they listened to the podcast. Oh, that's a
1: uh, we're going to have to put an asterisk in the show notes for for the lies we're dropping out here.
0: Not an official SDI opinion.
1: Not an official SDI. Like it is, but it's all, you know, it's an official SDI uh, fib. Next time members of the Gun Right Mafia, I need you to go to SHOT Show and, and prove us right. You mm-hmm. gave us Goblin Mode as Word of the Year. Right, this is your next quest.
2: Um, no, actually, the, the podcast did come up several times at SHOT Show. Um, oh! And we, we, we've been kind of working on this behind the scenes. where We're close enough that I, I feel comfortable talking about it is, you know, school partners, whether it's for student materials or they just want to be partners with us because they like what we're doing and we like what they're doing, so we're going to have, we, we've been working on a, a revamp, what we call the resource guide. It's our partners page. It's our white whale. These are industry partners for both gun and drone industry uh, offering services and discounts to students and graduates. It will be accessible via your online learning platform, Canvas login. You can go to resource guide. Some of the, some of them are, are Awesome discounts, and some of them are really good. If you're getting ready to graduate or just graduated, Uh, and you're looking to, to open up your own store, there's some really good lead-in programs to become a, a dealer. Opportunities, um, nice. That's really out cool. With. That that launch will probably be happening here very soon, so keep an eye out for uh, an email to access that. But uh, for sure, the, the the companies on there are awesome, and. What we want to do is well, once that launches, get those partners, they'll come on to the podcast, talk about it, talk about their products, what they're going to, what they're going to be offering um, and, you know, offer some help to uh, students or grads who who want it. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, it'll be nice to talk to someone other than Joey for a change on this podcast.
1: That's hurtful. I'm sorry. That's really hurtful.
0: Joey, I, yeah. I see it. We can ex- we can expose them to the glories of Zip fizz, though. Yes, that's, an opportunity that's true.
1: Um. We're going to plug that. (laughs) I had to get a discount code for our discount code people. Yes. Actually just finished ordering another case just before I hopped on. Very excited. Oh, really? It's pink lemonade flavored. We're going hard. Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So once we get that, you know, officially announced, we'll definitely be plugging it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, And do kind of a
1: highlight reel or maybe even feature one with each episode we're doing. mm -hmm. There's a lot of options here
0: that'd be really fun cool 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 well steve thank you so much for hopping on um we'll probably have to have you back here in a couple weeks once we talk about great american yeah Um, yeah because
2: i'll be back for that and then be prepared nra show indianapolis this year that one's open to the public so anyone can attend it's not like shot show where you got to have an industry kind of badge to get in And we'll probably be hosting a a grad event at NRA event as well. So uh, if you're going to be attending that show, uh, make sure to keep an eye out for an invite to our our grad event for NRA Indianapolis. If you don't receive an an, an email, uh, reach out to Marketing.
0: Yep. And that's marketing at sdi.edu. So Steve, thank you again, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Cool, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. So that was Steve Ross with SDI. Very grateful he came onto the podcast to talk about SHOT Show. Now let's get into some Tales tales from the Range.
1: Tales from the Range.
0: Once again, this comes from thehighroad.com and this is from Reload Ron, which is maybe one of the better usernames I've heard. Reload
1: Ron. There have been some weird ones, but this, I like that. I like that, that makes a, sense.
0: It's catchy. I, you know, I hope Relent that's Ron, a,
1: that could be a, a a budding YouTuber's username. You
0: know, that'd be a great action movie star.
1: Yeah, I think. Uh, Relent, oh, Run Reload Run. It's perpetually uh, running out <laughs> at, at at crucial junctures within the movie.
0: Yeah, no, it sounds like a it sounds like a character that you've seen Tropic Thunder, right? Yeah, seems like uh, Ben Stiller's character in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> What was that? Tug Speedman?
1: I don't remember.
0: It's been a while. We'll have to watch it again. Yeah, it's a,
1: almost an oldie at this point.
0: Maybe we can do it for uh, DJ's bachelor party. There you go. Yeah. There you
1: go. I like it.
0: Anyway, so Reload Ron says, Pretty sure that any of us who have been around shooting long enough have seen some strange and really stupid things happen. Something I have found humorous, or better put, sad, is what I see at the indoor range. So, you walk up to a stall and look to each side partition and notice bullet holes. He's very, he's very correct about that. Then you look up and notice the same more bullet holes. And finally, you look down at the countertop ledge and, of course, more bullet holes. Does anyone ever wonder where all those holes came from? Was that my local indoor range one morning? Sundays are normally nice and quiet. So standing there talking to my friend Emery, who was working the counter, the range has a small six stall isolated section used mostly by members and things like armed security guards certifications and local police department qualifications. Well, a group filed off the range and into the classroom. Then came the bang. Emory's oh. eyes got out as big as mine did dead silence and finally Emery blurts out, are you all okay in there? The next sounds were those of an instructor going full ballistic mode. Here, a student seated at the rear of the room had discharged his weapon, sending a bullet right between a row of students' heads, passed through a wall, and lodged in a wall on the far side of an office space.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Believe it or not, he's got another one for us. Another incident involved a good friend mine who opened his gun safe and pulled the trigger on a 38 uh, or 380 acp he thought was empty he killed his dylan reloading scale just blew it out i told him to call dylan and send it to them and they'll replace it he told me he was too embarrassed and was going to throw it away well heck i'm not proud throw it away and i'll send it so someone at dylan opens the box calls his co-workers and says look some idiot shot a scale then they sent me a new scale. And I was fine with that, but eventually my friend saw the light and sent the scale to Dylan, who replaced it absolutely free.
1: Holy crap.
0: Yeah, that is true, though, about indoor gun ranges. Like There is an alarming amount of bullet holes I've seen in ceilings and you know, on the partitions and stuff.
1: That is... I don't even know what to say, man.
0: Is that not experience um... familiar to you?
1: Uh, I mean, I've been around some negligent discharges, and normally, I don't even. A lot of people call them accidental discharges, but something like this just is negligence, right? I've been around a lot of them, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we can someday we can go into more fun stories on that because I've uh, I've come within an inch of life on on an occasion
0: or two, but
1: not like that. Um, I haven't accidentally shot a scale or
0: seen someone shoot a scale. Okay, um, that's fair. I've never seen that either.
1: That That's kind of a freak accident. And as far as um, range behavior, I don't think I've ever... People talk about the nightmares of gun ranges. I've seen some... There were range rules and people very intentionally breaking those range rules because they didn't feel like following them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never seen someone... Do something incredibly dangerous or stupid at a range. I've never seen someone shoot a gun up into the air um, or into the sky. I guess I've never seen someone uh, put a hole in the ceiling of a covered range. I've been, I have been flagged and seen people get flagged many times. I think most people that have been to the range have seen someone get flagged at some point. Uh-huh. Um, but the total disaster stories like this. I've been to ranges enough times that you kind of think eventually you'd run into one, but not yet. But
0: well, that just means it's coming.
1: Yeah, that's great. <laughs> is, know, that ter- the, ter- the is that a is, terrifying you know, thought? <laughs> no, you're probably right. At this point, we go to enough range days where uh, <laughs> this is awful. But I have this this vivid memory of at a at a IV eighty eight eighty eight range day. There was a guy wearing, uh, it was, uh, I should qualify it, it was soaking wet. It was swamp, standing water on the ground level. And there's this guy, very young guy, um, walking around in linen pants, like summer, you know, khaki, uh, James Bond, when Sean Connery was James Bond kind of pants. A uh, Cotton shirt that appeared to be handmade um, and a cane that he did not need. And I just like as he's walking from place to place, I'm like, this guy is going to be the guy. This is this guy is going to give me a story I can write about for money later. <laughs> but it never happened. But, you know, characters will show up at, you know, at ranges and events. And when you go to a big event, there are so many opportunities for stupidity. Or weirdos, but no, I've yet to have something cataclysmic happen as a result of stupidity.
0: Well, you can be sure when it finally does, you people, our gun rack mafia, will be one of the first to know about it.
1: You will be what? Yes, you will. The power of firearms journalism, baby. I didn't choose this life. This life chose, I didn't choose to write till four o'clock in the morning this morning.
0: Were you really up that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I sure dude. was. What were you writing about?
1: The last, it was a lot of stuff. For one thing, I don't know if our listeners know this, but I'm in uh, business school along with doing my my thing. And uh, I'll go ahead and share with you guys that the opportunity I had um, when I left the gun wreck it did not work out. Um, as as we hoped, we did. So I ended up leaving there pretty shortly, and went back to what I was doing before uh, I was with SDI, which is reporting. So fortunate to be able to do it kind of at a at a high level with some with some really good groups, but a lot of the added responsibilities that you get. When you freelance for a long time means covering the uh, covering a, a given entity when other people don't want to. So you know, I get to work in the firearms industry. That's hard to do. It's not common, but I also write from Thursday to Monday. <laughs> <laughs> My weekend is Tuesday and Wednesday. Like you know, stuff's weird. So there'll be a lot of times there'll be things about concealed carry or or crime or something that pop up in the middle of the night or something. So I'm I'm frequently up. And I'm also writing for grad school. So that comes first. Um, so, you know, like last night, for example, I was writing for grad school up until the 11.59 p.m. deadline. And then I started writing for all these other places because I was at the doctor earlier that day and couldn't do it during the afternoon like you want.
0: So It's fun. Um, I would have thought you would have slept like a baby last night, considering the news we got yesterday. The
1: news. Oh, with Frank Wright.
0: Yes, sir. Carolina
1: Panthers. They put out a video that I watched. It's about five minutes long with him and the Carolina Panthers on YouTube. That's quite good.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that man. I had no idea he went to seminary in North Carolina. Yeah.
1: He's a pastor, I believe, for a while. Really good guy. It's, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> I like Frank Reich anyway, but it gets the vibe of like, you know, we just had a really bad breakup. So I just want someone nice, safe, that's going to take care of me. Yeah. And that's Frank <laughs> Reich with the Carolina Panthers. Just a really <laughs> good guy that'll probably do enough, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, I re- I think his his potential is much higher than that. But every time we talk to him, I'm like, this guy's a grandfather. I think he actually is a grandfather, but big, big grandpa vibes in the best way.
0: Yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think it's either his daughter or his like niece. Uh, she works for the marketing department. Yeah. The
1: it's a fairly new hire. So there's a good connection there. He's the first quarterback for the Carolina Panthers uh-huh. uh, to throw a touchdown pass. The, um, it's good stuff, honestly. I'm, I'm excited for... That opportunity, I am seeing more and more and more places reporting that Brady is interested in the Carolina Panthers as a fit, just gets me real, real hot and bothered. I won't lie to you.
0: Well, Joey, you have to be honest with people. The Patriots were your second team and still are, right?
1: Yeah, they they I love them both pretty equally. The, the rare occasions on which they play, I tend to root for whichever one is not favored. But my my dad is from Foxborough where the Patriots stadium is. And there's some, uh, you know, it wasn't bandwagoning because they're a, you know, dynasty like we've never seen. There's there's an actual connection there. But yeah, Tom Brady taught me uh, what football was and how to love it. And the very first season of football I ever watched was the year that the Patriots and the Panthers went to the Super Bowl.
2: Same. And
1: I just assumed that the two teams you like just go to the super bowl every year. And since one of them was the Patriots, it was kind of true. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're like, half correct. One in every three years we get to win a super bowl. <laughs> Ridiculousness, but no, I'm, I'm very excited. And, uh, it really a sports podcast. So I will go super into it, but I think that fit is good. Panthers are not literally a quarterback away, but they're kind of close. Yeah. Um, they probably need, another cornerback yes and a clear cut wide receiver too and then i'm i'm pretty happy with you Well, know, it depends if they get rid of shaq thompson or not because that contract yeah. is disastrous
0: mm-hmm. yeah so all we need is a cornerback maybe another safety a linebacker uh another <laughs> edge rusher and uh, some rule changes <laughs> yes. and that's just the defense um yeah oh rule changes i see what you did there
1: yeah but even with all those roster holes, the defense played out of their freaking minds for a long time. So hmm.
0: thank you very much, Steve Wilkes, for the work you did at the yeah, you know, midpoint of the season, by the way. Yeah.
1: Frank um, Reich and Steve Wilkes were the last two being considered, and I think that was about right. I think mm-hmm. we needed an offensive dude, but Steve Wilkes is
0: just, you know, not
1: enough good things to say about
0: that guy. Yeah. Cool guy. Cool guy. And the only reason we're talking about sports is because when sports go well for us, we tend to be a little bit happier, and Probably it's very like... rare, given the corner of the world we're in mm-hmm. So I feel like it I feel like it affects the content we put out.
1: I do too. It is yeah. the zip fizz
0: of the sports world. you are entirely correct,
1: yeah. Well, um, today today, I'm just operating off of caffeine pills, and I can feel it just sitting and resonating disappointment
0: well i say get a drink of water and uh get yourself a nap and for y'all out there the Gunrack mafia uh that is the show until next time have fun out there be safe and we will see you at the range sonoran desert institute is an online school accredited by the dac It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.